You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, she encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose. Welcome to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast. Hello, Sacred Spheres. Welcome to another Monday Musing. And today I am on the slopes of Mount Shasta. Uh, I've got this this wind blocker on my my mic, this road mic that was gifted to me by another friend um, who was leaving the mountain. And things tend to happen that way here. Um, you know, I didn't know I was going to start a podcast. <laughs> In any case, that's a little side story. Back on track here. If there is a track out here in the snow, just the, the footprints I made up to this tree that's kind of cradling me um, as I face the sun, get some vitamin D, and, um, you know, was looking at the mountain with a beautiful lenticular that's forming around it. And the lenticular is like a vortex of clouds up on the mountain that creates a spaceship looking um, cloud who, you know, many people on the mountain um, sense or see or connect with spaceships, ETs, off-world beings. Oh my goodness, except as they talk about that. Anyway, these lenticulars are like a vortex on the mountain, and the mountain, this conical shape of a volcano that has um, measurable magnetic um, circular patterns around the, the mountain. So they are like vortexes themselves around the mountain. And so, of course, all kinds of unique and different things happen here when you have out-of-the-ordinary mixture of um, magnetics and vibes, frequencies, different amounts of water, different amounts of, you know, higher altitude sunlight, um, lightning and energy from the mountain. Uh, so there's, you know, there's the scientific approach and then there's just the experience that people here will all describe differently and tell stories about in fun and unique ways. In any case, I was I was pondering what I was going to talk about today for this Monday Musing, thinking about last week's talk about the platonic solids and their relationships, their romantic relationships and all of that. It was, it was kind of a fun podcast and today 
I thought, you know, maybe I'll talk about the tetrahedron, which is the one of the first um, uh, platonic solids I talked about. And uh, of course, with that, I talked about the, the its dual, its partner, its mate, which is itself. And it creates a Merkaba. And as I was thinking, yeah, maybe I'll talk about that. I glance over to my right, and what's right there? <laughs> Three branches sticking up out of the snow, creating a tetrahedron. I kid you not. The messages are loud and clear, so I best not ignore this one. And I will share with you today a bit about the tetrahedron and go in deeper with this one platonic solid. It is so interesting how it creates a star tetrahedron, and I mentioned this last week, that in its core is an octahedron. And it's almost like the, the Merkaba, or the star tetrahedron, is also a stellated octahedron. Um, you know, definition of that, a stellation off of a off of a three-dimensional object means its edges are extended outward until they intersect each other. And um, with an octahedron, um, there's a unique way that that happens to form a, a star tetrahedron. A um, little different to d try and describe, but you can look it up. And, um, and this Merkaba, the star tetrahedron, is thought of as the vehicle or the chariot if you look at ancient texts and where it shows up in history um, is in writings like the Hebrew um, the Hebrew books uh, that give rise to the Kabbalah believe me I've not studied much of it so I cannot tell you I'm an authority on it but that I do know that that uh, the Merkaba is referred to in Kabbalistic traditions as uh, a chariot or vehicle. I think it's connected to Enoch, who is considered a, an adept, a wise person, um, to say the very least. Um, some people say he's an embodiment of Metatron. Um, yeah. So this wisdom that we hear about the Merkaba being a chariot is that it's essentially our light body, a light body vehicle, and that might sound very woo-woo, um, and that's okay. And <laughs> what does that mean, light body vehicle? Well, we are made of energy, we are consciousness and energy, and that is what informs how patterns are created that give rise to life. It's all interconnected, as above, so below. Um, in any case, this light body enables us to travel, at least in our consciousness, um, and it's an energy pattern that's around our feel, our energy field, our auric field, if you will. Um, that's that's kind of to put it simply, but just that you know it's there and it's possible to activate. You can give it your intention and visualization and coming from the heart is the best way always and in fact the Merkaba just encompasses the heart it like in, in, encapsulates the heart um, and then the heart can lead lead the way in this vehicle uh, 
if you if you travel, if you journey. And I really enjoy dream work. I enjoy exploring the unconscious mind and what wants to share and be seen and be known that's within my unconsciousness. Um, I've done this in a few different methods, one of them being the Toltec, which is something I've talked about before. I've been working with some Toltec shaman. Um, I've done something called Twilight um, at my studies uh, at Rantha's School of Enlightenment. And I work closely with uh, Meg Benedicte, who I've had as a guest on this show. And um, I really learned a lot from her. One of the things that she recommends and that I also advocate is that you um, do this work with your conscious mind and not leaving your body, that you stay like grounded while traveling, essentially. Um, so there's there's a little bit of an art to learning that. And uh, the, the beauty is, is that you can come to, to face fears this way and discover so many gifts that are waiting for you, um, healings, all of that. And I've had a few experience, different experiences where I say, where I think to myself, I must be in my Merkaba. This must be what the light body is. And there's been times when it's been intentionally activated where I visualize it around me and um, intend it to spin and create that field that it needs to create in order to journey. And I can sense the energy spinning around me. And then there's been other times where I've just simply had a experience where I felt like I just, my mind took me somewhere where I wanted to go, or I physically felt like I teleported and uh, thought, well, you know, maybe that's my light body. Anyway, um, I don't claim to know everything. People have different experiences, so many different experiences, and then try and describe it with something. And so whether we're talking about the same thing or something slightly different, I don't know. But I do know, historically, the Merkaba is thought of as the light body. I do know that if you visualize the star tetrahedron around you, spinning around you, and you connect in with your heart and have a heartfelt intention that you may have an experience of some sort in your awareness, and... um definitely can be very important to pay attention to just like dream work is if you're you know paying attention to your nighttime dreams and you know the quality of your dream time and the th the ones that come true in the future and the ones that just give you messages or make you more aware of your emotions so i've contemplated and paid attention to the merkaba for many many years now i think it was about 2005 that I first discovered it for myself, not discovered it, discovered it, but you know, <laughs> became aware of it when I kept like almost compulsively doodling. Every time I'd pick up a pen, I would start drawing this little spherical circle and then I would start drawing this little oval around it and almost like if you looked at Saturn, but I knew I wasn't drawing the rings around Saturn. I couldn't figure out what I was drawing, though. Why did I keep drawing this form? I kept doing it over and over and over again. And 
a short time after that, I discovered Drunvalo Melchizedek's book on the flower of life. And uh, in it, I was so surprised to find pictures or um, illustrations of exactly what I had been drawing. And he was relating it to his Merkaba process that, that he's taught. Now, just saying that, you know, I never really, I mean, I kind of tried his process, but it didn't really click with me. And it, it was after that that he started talking about the importance of the heart and being intuitive. And so I feel like with any of these meditative processes where you're using, you know, for example, sacred geometry in your field, there's always, um, you know, that the importance of being intuitive and, and balancing the left and right brain. So you may be doing something with the left brain where you're visualizing and you're kind of like, like linearly setting up the geometry around you, but you also need to shift to the right brain and the intuitive and always connected within the heart. So I think that heart-mind coherence is a really important practice with all kinds of meditation um, because, you know, the heart's a power center and I feel like the Merkaba expands out from the heart once it's running properly. That's what I'm learning about it and what I'm experiencing in my meditations. Um, yeah, so... Having discovered the Merkaba and then um, working with Meg Benedicte, who I mentioned earlier, um, she doesn't see the Merkaba spinning in two opposite directions the way Drumvolo does. And I don't like to get too caught up in, you know, well, this person's right and that person's wrong or whatever. You may want to test things for yourself. These are, you know, this is all... Uh, my words, language that comes through me, and some of it is just, it's pretty much all philosophy until you try it out and you have an experience for yourself. I'd like to close out this podcast um, excited about the upcoming full moon and the, the podcast that I'll be coming out with on Thursday um, that's closest to the full moon. And, um, I don't have the date on that, but you'll, you'll see it. I think it's the first Thursday in February. And my guest will be Seth Adam Hargett. And he is uh, the inventor and, and the, the kind of the knowledge keeper, um, and creator of something called Omnicore. And Omnicore is a device that greatly, um, enhances the energy field around you or in a room or in a space. Uh, a lot of people are really raving about it and I'm really curious to know more about it. Um, what I can tell you is that he uses a Genese crystal and what that is is a geometric form that is three circles that intersect and their points uh, the, their intersection points create the same intersection points you'd get for the tip, the tips or the vertices of a Merkaba or a star tetrahedron, exactly what we're talking about today. And so he's going to share everything he knows, or maybe not everything, 
he's going to share what he knows about this device that has um, the Genese crystal and a, a vortex, a, a coiled up like vortex in the middle with a crystal in the center, like where your heart would be. Fascinating stuff. So I'm excited to have him as a guest on the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast. So please stay tuned. You can get updates from me by subscribing on my website. Um, and at the end of this podcast, you'll get all of that information. Um, take classes with me on my uh, through my Patreon account, um, and you'll experience more just by by learning together, starting to draw and create these forms, and we do some practices, some meditations together if you would like that kind of work. So I look forward to our next time together. Until then, pay attention to the signs, and much, much love to you. Be well. This podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com. Find opportunities to learn directly with Elizabeth by going to Sacred Geometry Portal on Patreon. Infinite Fractal Blessings, and thank you for listening.